right, guys. We're doing a Cleveland Moto Podcast. We are coming to you as a zombie cast from the Cleveland IX Center International Motorcycle Show. And we are standing over here with Confederate Motorcycles, who happen to be, luckily, very close to our booth with the Vintage Motorcycles. We're here today with Ernest. And if you could go ahead and tell us about the Confederate Motorcycles, because, obviously, this is art. Yes, sir. Well, Confederate Motorcycles has been building bikes since 1991. Um, Only recently they decided... Curtis, they decided to change their name to Curtis Motorcycles. Curtis decided it was going to go with gas, go from gas to electric motorcycles. Right. And I bought the Confederate brand, and I'm taking these bikes out, showing them to people at these international motorcycles. Because we still love shows. gas. Yes, sir. Right. We love gas. <laughs> I, I honestly, that's the one, the bike you see in front of you, the P51 Combat Fighter, is my personal bike. I park it in my kitchen at I home. Heard you put twenty five thousand miles. Twenty five thousand miles on that bike in eighteen months, and it's dead sexy. Come on, yeah, it is. It is Seriously. Dead sexy. I'm serious. Yep. And I park it in my kitchen, and then I go to bed, and I can hear the engine cooling off, crackling. Isn't that sound? As I go to sleep, that's the greatest thing in the world. (laughs) So this this P-51 Combat Fighter is built out of 6061 aircraft-grade aluminum. She weighs 510 pounds. It's an SNS 132 cubic inch engine with John Cossey racing heads. Pumps out 145 horsepower. But the torque. 160 foot-pounds of torque. How much aluminum do you start with? We start with a thousand pound block of aluminum. Whoa! And we mold it down to that 510 pounds you see sitting right there. It is gorgeous. I mean, it is. And I see the old Confederates up here too. We have many old Confederates that we've taken in on trade. We've traded. We do a trade in program. I basically give people what they have in their bikes as right. trade-in towards the new bike. Towards the new product. Towards the upgrade. Wow. And that's so, that's I mean, right. they're standing behind the product that that's was built cool. years ago. That's right. super cool. Absolutely. And not only that, we're bringing back the, the old 2005 Hellcat mm-hmm. with the exhaust through the swing arm. We're coming back with that again with the SNS 111, all, all upgraded parts, Behringer brakes, BST wheels. So cool. We're going to come out with that one. It's still going to be in the $40,000 price point. So tell our listeners why this motorcycle doesn't need a dipstick. Why this? <laughs> the interesting thing about well, the it doesn't need a dipstick for two different reasons: the oil in the front. Actually, the the hole for filling the oil in the front is exactly where you need to be. Yeah, it is. So you just open up the open up the hole in the side, on the side, and that's where you are. As far as the fuel gauge, the fuel gauge is right underneath your seat. It sure is. Isn't there's, it? A, there's a big round circle <laughs> under your seat, and you can see how much fuel you have. So this is literally when we were kids, we we all made the visible V8. Right. So we all grew up, we built the Visible V8, and it was the coolest thing around. Right. And what we have here is we have the Visible Motorcycle because That's right. you can see through your bike. You can. And it's so sexy. You like, can look right down into the air filter, right down into the intake from the top. Yeah. You can see what's happening down in there. You can see the fuel on the side. Now, I have had a suggestion when I was at Bike Week last last year at Biketoberfest. I had a gentleman suggest that we, we do a light inside the fuel tank. So <laughs> we are currently testing an LED light that's sealed inside a glass unit right. for underneath the fuel. Because so you can see how much gas you have at night. That's right. Not yeah. only that, but the air replacement for that fuel tank is through the pump. Right. So it bubbles. It does bubble. So that's extra sexy. You get to see it bubble oh, with the lights so cool. and everything. And it's great. I mean, it's one of these things that you can actually see the blood of the motor. That's right. And you're getting to look at the oil because, you know, like all the Harley-Davidson motors, you got the oil bag set up. You're running this this motor, and we can actually observe the oil, and we can right. observe the internals. It's really sexy. Like, yeah. even your drive you system. Your oil, then it's... <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah. It's like with the Harley, with the Ducati guys, you're like, I think there's something wrong with your clutch. Right. Cats can come and be like, I think you're time for an oil change. Yeah. But, yeah, everything from your drive system, your open pulleys with a, a minimal amount of covering... That is right. ...is just 
from a person who loves motorcycles to look at your motorcycle, it's just very it's fulfilling, right? It is. It's very yeah. fulfilling. But I will. I do caution people. I've got 25,000 miles on this bike, and it's been four times I've gotten out to a, out of a gas station without a 30-minute conversation. That's true. You can't. If you're in a hurry to get somewhere, you're dis- just not going to get there. Despite the horsepower. <laughs> despite, despite the horsepower. The right. You'll be late to everything. That's right. Yeah, and that's I've, true. It's a fishbowl. I've fish heard you've been through a few tires on this. I have been through. This is my third set of tires right. on this bike. Yeah, but 25,000, that's about right. Yep. Yeah. You're riding it well. i got to say... As a person that has been doing, we've been doing these shows for 15 or 16 years. Yes, sir. When you opened up this, I mean, your trailer's also an object of art, too. When you opened this up and we saw the old Confederates and then we saw this thing, we got the P-51, our podcast listeners, you've got to Google this man's bike because right. it's the coolest thing at this show by far. Thank you. And we, we're we all kind of coming back going, have you seen this thing? So <laughs> it's very, very sexy. It's, cool. uh, it deserves everything you get for it. We really... Thank you. We're, we're impressed and we're happy to have you on our podcast too. Thank you. So you thank talk, you guys so much. You yeah. talk about bikes being a work of art. Doesn't that one have a little story where that... It does. Just, it does. It just got unfreighted. It's been... It's, it's been in a New York City apartment since 2009. This is the 2009 Confederate Wraith with the Gems 120. It had no fluids in it until it three dry. months ago. It was sitting completely dry. We introduced her to fluids three months ago, took her for 30 miles of test ride. She runs just fine. She's ready to go. And the whole the whole frame of this motorcycle is carbon fiber, right? It is. Yeah. That whole frame is all made out of carbon fiber. Right. The, the, the front, end, front end is all a carbon fiber spar correct. as well. That's right. So, it's just, so she only weighs in at 390 yeah. pounds for and a 120 cubic inch engine. That's impossible. Like yeah. To people who do motorcycles, if you build custom Harleys, if you build custom bikes... And you were alive for the Jesse James phenomenon, right? Where everything that was being produced was, if you were over 100 cubic inches, you were at 700 pounds. That's right. And this thing is aviation. Like this is where art meets an airplane. It's and it has beautiful. a three and a half gallon fuel tank that you can't see. That you can't see because it's in the belly. <laughs> oh, it is. Lo- it's in. It's, it's, it's in the it's belly. Low pan. in the belly and pan. That's oh, right. You that's have a so battery cool. box in front, yeah. and right behind it, you have three and a half gallons of gasoline. And that's. A Guggenheim quality piece of artwork. Yes, sir. And it really Thank is. You. And it's and it's here, and we can look at it today and check it out and appreciate it. I have uh, a question. So, how long does it take? Obviously, they're all different models and right. stuff. But how long does it take, start to finish, to build one of these? Well, things? I advertise 16 weeks, but that's because I need to consolidate orders in order to buy the parts at a price where I can make some money. Right. But it really takes me about eight weeks to build. Wow. And I, that's all the machining, everything. Right? Well, that's no. We, we pre-machine everything. Okay. We have vendors. We, we have to rely on our vendors to do the best work that they do. So we have a, a CNC shop that does our machining, CNC work. We bring in the kits from them, so we buy those kits to order, and then we put everything together. Well, what, what we can tell you is every single person here has just been absolutely blown away by the ingenuity that's right here in your trailer. Thank you. And that's cool that you brought it to us so we could look right. at it today. Thank Absolutely. you so much, Ernest. Thank you. Uh, again, you guys could look it up. It's called Confederate Motorcycles. And make sure to pay attention to the new P-51 because, God, that thing is just amazing. We also uh, have an FA-13 combat bomber on the website, which is basically the P-51 with a mid-set foot controls. Whoa, really? And a, and a dark anodized aluminum. So it's a military-grade gray anodized aluminum with red pipes. Oh, God, that sounds beautiful. It's got a red ceramic coat pipes underneath that dark anodized aluminum bike. Pretty cool. It's very sexy. Thank you so much, man. We really appreciate it. Cheers, man. Have a great day.
All right, guys, we're on to booth number two at the Cleveland Motorcycle Show. Uh, we're with my uh, my absolute bloodlust neme- nemesis, the evil monster Triumph dealership that moved in down the street from my shop. Uh, this is Ray. Phil, I love you. <laughs> nemesis we have a ass. very we have a really shitty relationship in Cleveland. Uh, so. So, Ray, last night you guys unveiled a brand new motorcycle at the shop. Yeah. We were there for it, and it was pretty it's pretty badass, man. It's essentially Jesus' juice cup when it comes to... <laughs> like, seriously, it's it's the holy grail of, of custom Skunk Works motorcycles. It is, and what's fucking cool is it's not just like... Everybody's like, oh, it's a parts bin special. No. No, this is seriously... This is like, hey... We don't care what you spend. Build me a fucking bike. That's what happened. That's, that's exactly what happened. what happened. And they did things that, by by tradition, don't make sense. Spending $7,000 to shave 10 pounds. Like, by normal business standards, that's not smart. Especially on a bike that's never actually going to be on a racetrack. No. But they did it because they could. They did. So it's called the Thruxton. It's the newest of the Thruxtons. Uh We, we were joking last night because the, the bike we got to see last night, of course, is a show bike. It is. It's a, it doesn't have a VIN, so to speak. Right. It's mostly just to do the circuit and then disappear. I, I'm not going to say they're going to crush it or burn it or melt it, because they're not. No. But it's going to go somewhere. It'll end up in some museum somewhere, barber or whatever. Cook. But it's fucking cool, man. I mean, it's just neat. It, it's cool in respects that, like, the front end on that bike is a Nix 30 yeah. Owens front end. Yeah. The rear is is fabricated Owen suspension made for that specifically bike. for that bike. Yeah, right. Cut down flywheels, lightweight titanium exhaust, right. carbon everywhere. The fairing on that bike's a single piece of carbon. One piece that's of carbon painted fiber, yeah. instead of the four pieces that yeah. you typically get with the stay. I love the black and gold. Dude, oh, yeah. did you notice? Great. Did you notice the multi ratio uh, stop brakes? Those are the same ones that are on a super Legera, by the way. Right. Nineteen twenty and twenty one right. ratios. You don't get that. Doesn't happen. Well, and you don't get it in the classic throwback. <laughs> no, you get that in a track bike. True. And that's what a factory would put on their track bike, and they're doing it in a retro, awesome. Now, if it was 1959 and, and the skunk worky guys were able to do what they could do with our technology, right. they'd build that. That they would be would the bike that. that they would Absolutely be doing. Right. Uh, tell us about the new Scrambler. So we have the uh, new 1200, right? The, the, Which 61% of the population. The scrambler, baby. Well, the 61% scrambler's of the population insane. can ride one of them. The other one is a bit tall. It's a bit tall. It's a bit tall. It's a bit tall, but it doesn't ride tall. No, no, no. It's, no it, once it's, you lay, once you load it down, it's it's it's, an, out it's nice. an anomaly in the yeah. scram like by 2018-19 standards. It's an anomaly by right. terms of scrambler. Oh yeah, go sit on it. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to turn it into a low rider. Right, it's a scrambler that you can actually scramble right. on, and that's true. Right. The idea Olin's front that. and rear. The, the, like, it's a proper rider's bike. Exactly. Steve McQueen would fucking ride that bike. Of course he would. Yeah. yeah like, not even, not right. even a thing. Wait, and, fat ass on the bike. No, that is... <laughs> not joking. That is 275 wow, pounds of gravity on that motorcycle yeah. right now. That's she, the high-spec bike, too. Yeah, it is. That's she, your tall She bottomed bike. out, baby. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a, that is that's a hell cool, of a setup. Though. And that does come with the Olin's on it from the factory, too. Front and rear. Yeah. yeah that's badass. So, but, but proper maps, and it's ride-by-wire bike, but mm-hmm. it's still, like, it feels like it's a visceral thing that happens, that, that you're riding the motorcycle. It's not an on-and-off switch. Right. It's just great. There's yeah. a pro mode in there where it kind of retards everything with the ABS and the traction. Right. It turns right. off the safety features and lets you be a rider. Let you be a right? rider. And that's pretty rad that they're doing that. You, we know that right now in the industry, you can't build a bike without ABS. You can't build a bike without traction control. 
they're going to demand that. And it's nice that the companies are coming out with a button on the handlebars where you can actually say, I need a lot or I don't want any. And it's going to be hard to find a company that lets you turn it all the way off. But we can. But you, you can get it real close. And that's pretty cool. Uh, on but that it's, machine, it's nice to have it there, though, because if you're if you're in the shit for a right. long time, yes. you might get tired of having to actually, you know, like oh, turn this back. You're on. right, right. And that's but what, it's not one of those fucking monkeys on your shoulder like exactly. the old ABS yep. that used to put you in a rear naked choke. <laughs> that happens. Like the only time you know that that's working yeah. is when the little lights flicker. It flashes. Yeah. There's certain times that I've ridden it like in Moab in yeah. anger, yeah. and I didn't realize that it was. No, it was keeping me alive. It's I, it wasn't doing right, it, but you don't know it's yeah, doing. Yeah, it was doing it. I that's wasn't. good technology. No, that was and good stuff. So what? Ver- so when the guy walks into a showroom, what kind of versions of that is he going to see? There's only two. Okay. Well, there's two in the 1200, and then there's a, a 900 version right. that's right. still liquid cold. Right. Which is great. Low seat height, more of an urban enduro type. Well, it's bike. a it's a daily driver. But the yeah. scrambler scramblers, the, the 1200s, yeah, they're proper. Good. Proper scramblers. Cool. That's. I mean, that's why we said. Triumph right now is doing more with the industry. They're doing more with ask, answering the question of what people want and trying to give it to them. Uh, we're very happy. Uh, I love it because when I use my internet, I'm like, okay, I get two ads. I get zero and I get Triumph. So apparently the internet thinks I need to own a zero and a Triumph. And since I own both of them, yeah. the internet wins. It's right. Yeah, it's exactly right. It's right. So, yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, we'd like to thank Ray for... Having work in the booth and introducing all these people to Triumphs this weekend. Thanks a lot, man. We appreciate it. And we're going to go. All right. Booth number three is Would You Like to Touch My Monkey with Honda? We are standing in the Honda booth, Honda North America. They've got an amazing array of motorcycles. We're not going to talk immediately about the 650, which is my personal favorite, because I like the look of the old CB400F pipes. So sexy. But John is sitting on a monkey, and he's sitting on our. I mean, okay, so I don't know if Pete bought one yet, but I know Steve, to my immediate left, has already bought a Super Cup. A Super Cup. Which is so, the yeah. monkey's immediate left. <laughs> to the monkey's immediate left. So to my immediate right is Mark Jennings. And so how has the response been about the monkeys in the American market? The monkey's been great. The first ones that came out, all of them sold out pretty quick. So our listeners are going to know it comes in two colors, red and yellow. Is yep. that correct? That's now, good. which one of them has the ABS? Is that the red that's or the yellow? A, that's, that's a good question. I know. I, I don't know which one. I think it's the shit out of me. <laughs> okay, so the red one has ABS and the yellow one doesn't. I, I did my research, and apparently that was the only difference between the two. <laughs> which one's faster? <laughs> the one that I'm riding. <laughs> the uh, This thing is gorgeous. Yes. Now, now how cool is the, the original Japanese mixed paint? Because it's not red. It's... Nope. It's a very interesting vintage color. Well, they tried to keep to the scheme as it was in the 60s, the sure late did. 60s, with the two-tone paint. So that's kind of what they were going for. But they didn't want to make it exactly horizontal. So, Have you been working the shows, the whole circuit this year? Nope. Just, just here? Just this one. Just Cleveland? And have people kind of been driving you crazy with this? More more so the monkey than the, than the uh, Super Cup. I know. But this came out first, so right. more people could see this first. And I think that that's the big challenge because I know around here we kind of we lean towards the Super Cub only because John is a a bit of a devotee to the step through Hondas. Uh, Steve certainly has had a lot of them. I've had a bunch of them. Oscar's got a 110, so he's got a CT 110. So around here, we love horizontal Hondas. 
the thing with the monkey is we're all too big to ride them. <laughs> I don't know. My, my knees aren't hitting the really. I mean, like these are right My knees aren't hitting the bars really. Right. Uh, the suspension a little bit soft. Oh, I mean, yeah. but I'm 300 pounds, so yeah, I can bottom it out no problem. But that can be easily can fixed if you wanted to. Yeah. Um, but I like that it's got a clutch. I like that it has a hydraulic front brake. I like that it's. The More of a motorcycle got, than any other old horizontal Honda. You know, a CT, CT70 doesn't have anything on this, you know. Now, do you think at this show today, do you feel like you've had kind of more attention being paid to the monkey than the Grom? Yes. Interesting. A whole lot more. Yeah, and that's really something. Yeah, it is. Even though the sales, well, it's not the newest, latest, greatest thing. But it's still really, really, really popular. Yeah. Now, are you seeing older guys attracted to this bike because they had one when they were kids? We'll leave the older guy definition a little loose there. But, uh, yeah, yeah, because a lot of us grew up, a lot of older guys grew up with this. So, I mean, as a guy that does that, so compared to a traditional, a real monkey or a Z50, how much bigger do you think that bike is? Uh, It's definitely bigger. It feels a lot more comfortable. The seat's way more, it feels like more of a motorcycle. Like, you know, when I'm riding any of my small egg beater Hondas, as I like to call them, you know, I'm cooped up and everything like that. This, I mean, this wouldn't be uncomfortable to ride for a while. A real monkey from 40 years yeah. ago. Oh. <laughs> I could carry one under each arm, no problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and this actually does, it's very much Grom-shaped. Right, I, I yeah. Right. It might wheelie pretty good, I don't know. I, I have to... <laughs> well, it does have an clutch. Same motor as Grom. Right, and that's the whole thing, is the whole operating system, the drivetrain is all Grom. So and everything that exists really to make a Grom... Better is going to be used. I would, I would miss That'll about it is I kind of like the auto clutch, so I can hold my beer while I'm too. <laughs> well, there has been some guys that have converted the Cub right auto to the grunt to yeah. the monkey. So they do the transplant of the auto on the now on the auto on the that, Super that's Cub. Not America yet? It's in Europe. Okay, now the auto on the Super Club is it the old four speed or is it an automatic automatic now? Is it CVT? I believe it's automatic automatic. It's an automatic automatic. So. Right, twist and go. So that's no, that one, but that one is a that one's a, a semi-automatic. It is semi-automatic. Semi-automatic, excellent. Because now seeing it in person, it is very jewel-like. The fit and finish is fantastic. Definitely. And the, the rims are freaking gorgeous. I mean, that's nobody. A it's a beautiful bike, and it's yeah. bigger than I thought. It's like the, the that's the first thing are, I said. The fenders are a little bit bigger. Right. And when you sit on it, even though it's got that like half seat. Right. It's back. It appears to be back further, so it's made for it a bigger. You, it's made for a, a larger human. Right, let's just say it's made for an American. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This would be perfect on the back of my RV. Oh, I, that's I, I think where a lot of these bikes are going to end up is on the back of an RV. Yep. That wouldn't surprise me at all. So uh, in our in our world here, our MSRP on the Super Cub is going to be around what? Thirty five ninety nine. Thirty five ninety nine. Which and seems a little cheap. It does feel cheap, yeah. doesn't it? It feels, I'm sorry, it feels like a hell of a value is what it feels like to me. And then our monkey is going to be around, uh, we're at $41.99. So, again, that's also a... Somebody want to jump on the back? That's a hell of a bike. Does it have passenger bags? I I don't know. No way. All right. Okay, yeah. should, should I move back a little bit? Well, you can... So, for the record, that is... Uh, <laughs> That is the whitest man in America and the most Mexican man in Cleveland right now. In Cleveland, yeah. That has ABS. It is an ABS bike. Yeah, yeah it's a lot going on. You yeah, know, it's probably this is probably a non-ABS. Is 
restaurant. Yeah, well, $35.99. That's really something. There's a lot going on. Can you talk to me for a second about the new 650? Because <laughs> as a guy who's like going to buy a bike, I think there's a lot of personality there. I mean, that's a sexy bike. <laughs> it's it's kind of what the 600 was, FOI was right. a while back. First yep. it was F3, then, then F4, then F4I. So it's pretty much like that, but they just tried to make it more of a... Boy, it sure does. Yeah. Like I think that the move that they've made between where the old CB1100 was, they've updated the CB1, the CB11 enough and then added the CB650 to it. It's really nice. And they kind of wanted a street fighter. They did. And that's kind of where they came from. Clean this up. Try to keep that as minimalistic as possible. Looking at this motorcycle, I know that there, it's a very competitive market right now. The 650cc market is very, very tight. There's a lot of things that are going to be compared against each other. But this one coming in as a four-cylinder with the classic four-into-one header that Shame on you if you remove that header. Uh, <laughs> that is sex. I mean, that is just gorgeous. So many throwbacks on this motorcycle to a to an old high revving four cylinder. Yeah. Uh, and in the middleweight in the middleweight category, it's hard to find a bike that looks as good as this bike does. Cool. And I always sort like of, the nine nineteen and the five ninety nine. Yep. And this yeah. is like even better than both of those. I, that's you know? what I was going to say. That compared to the 599, I really think this bike has got a lot of attention to detail and very Honda. Like, there, there's just everything on this thing looks like it was cut from one piece of metal. They really did a hell of a job with this thing. Thank you. And are, who are you seeing seems to be most drawn into it? I mean, as the guy in the booth, <laughs> you know? So far, it's been a bit of a mix because I think the young folks kind of want this mm-hmm. where they where they buy a sport bike that's all beat up and broken and they kind of make it into this yeah. and, uh, are we calling this an entry level bike though but it's not really but it is right an inexpensive sport bike. so where is this bike going to come in a price point is this going to be like less than ten thousand dollars yeah oh so we're at under nine thousand dollars yes so for somebody who said they want to finance this thing this is going to be a bike they're going to be able to afford for under 200 a month and I don't know what insurance yeah. is, but it doesn't have a fairing. It's not. And for the world of people who listen to the podcast, if you're looking at a modern motorcycle and it has a fairing, you can almost double what you're going to spend on insurance. Yes. So this being a naked bike, you're going to be affordable. Uh, I've always, when we saw the original pictures of this bike when it came out, it was very attractive to us. And to see it in person, it really lives up to it. It's a beautiful bike. I like yeah. the bronze rims. I know. There's, there's a lot on this bike that the more you look at it, the more yes. you see. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I don't think you can leave this booth, though, before you talk about the F6B. Well, we have a problem here in our podcast. We have at least two people in the podcast that really love the F6B. It's a guilty pleasure bike for us. We, we can't describe why we like it, but we like it. Uh, is I mean, with the new Goldwing, all the changes that happened to the Goldwing platform, the F6B is not a Goldwing. It's still an F6B. It's still the same... I mean, the, the product is what we want. It's, it's what we need. It's, it's a bagger, but it's that flat six motor. So has it? Is, you think it's done its job with the Honda lineup? It's going to hang around for a little while? I'm not sure. Yeah, because to lose the wing design to a brilliant new design, I mean, it is fantastic. I just don't, I, wonder, I was wondering if this year they were going to have an F6B that was based on the new wing. I don't know. Yeah, that's a tough one. That's pretty close. It is, right? The trunk kit does fit really well. Okay. 
Good really to know. Well, yeah. So once you add the trunk kit to the F6B. Yeah, well, that's the Gold Wing, and then there's the Gold Wing Tour. The Tour. Yeah. 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 It's really gorgeous. <laughs> I mean, that's the nice thing about coming into the Honda booth is you guys have always had stuff that was completely dialed in. Really, really neat. Thanks so much for your time. We really appreciate it. <laughs> You're welcome. All right, guys. So Cleveland Moto, we're back, and we are standing in the Indian booth. And of the things in the Indian booth that I care about, that I honestly dig, I actually like the FTR 1200. Uh, the FTR 1200 comes in at least four configurations that we're surrounded by right now. Uh, the Sport, the Rally, uh, It's the Tour is kind of cool. I mean, you got the whole story. Yeah, right? You did? He said that he, the, guy, the guy from Indian said that corporate will not allow them to talk. They're like being like Harley now. Right. Corporate will not allow anybody in this booth isn't forbidden to talk to anybody from the media unless they get it from the top. So that means we can promote as much disinformation about the product as we want, and there's nothing they're going to do about it. So made of unicorn farts and angel tears, the Indian FTR... It's a beautiful-looking bike. It is. And we were joking. I mean, last year when we were here at the show, we all sat on the Scout, and we were kind of like, the Scout is selling really good. The big block bikes are not selling so well at the dealerships, but this thing, when you sit on it, it feels good. Your feet are underneath you, not in front of you. With the Scout, your feet are way out forward. Trellis Um, frame. Trellis frame and very tidy. Like, everything on it looks like it's meant to be here. Uh, much more Euro than, than American muscle, you know what I mean? Like does, this, yeah. this, this is an offensive purpose. If you blink too fast, you might think it's a Ducati. And and big ass V twin. What I think is cool is they're not ignoring the fact that they're doing a rally edition, which is kind of like if you look at the rally, the rally is like, hey, so you want an FTR, but you're not ready to commit to every damn thing. The rally has very high handlebars. The rally's got a real comfy looking seat, real comfy ergonomics. When you uh, look at the FTR1200S, that's the one you were just sitting on, it's Great. comfy. Very comfortable bike. Buy this bike now. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, I'm telling you. Buy this bike now. It's a really nice bike. Street bike. Go yeah. all day long. Yeah, it's a Bluetooth TFT display, which is nice that they're not even fucking around. Uh, what I like about the bike is it's set up to fit a bigger, like an American-sized person. I didn't feel crowded on it. It a felt fat good. ass. <laughs> Let's call it what it is. Uh, and then for our hipster types, if you are if you are the type that likes your artisanal uh, bricks and mortar, then you're probably going to dig on the tour because it has the obligatory one side only saddlebag made of a, a, a close approximation Naugahyde. to Naga hide. <laughs> yeah, um, it's got a, a tank bag. It's got a brown. It's got brown accoutrement. I just said that that has a track mode. It, yeah, and that's and. I think that it's cool that they've given up on the idea of an analog gauge cluster entirely. All of these FTRs we're seeing are all TFT displays. So, that you can, so, so it has music in it. So what are you connecting? It has music in it. So I'm just wondering, I mean, your Bluetooth thing. It's going to Bluetooth to your phone what, but or to your helmet. But okay, but yeah. what do you... What's the music? Where does the music come from? It comes from your phone. Okay. Yeah, it'll come from your phone. And some of them... Why doesn't it go right from your phone to your it, helmet? It, now, we have to look and take a look on that. It may have it may have memory in, in, that's, that's internally. Right now, we're turning on some dude's phone. Right, exactly. Right. We can also see the last text so message. You can keep lady. your phone... Maybe this is... You can keep your phone in your pocket. Right, exactly. It connects to that. Yeah. And then... 
so you can control your phone and everything yeah. from your thing. Oh, like, you can use okay. Exactly. Yeah, you can so put the USB in. If you're dumb and you don't understand Bluetooth, you can plug the cable from your phone into the display, and now it'll get all your Slayer and White Snake and shit out of your phone and put it in your bike. So it's easy to control what? your phone. Really? That bike's got 10,000 miles on it. 9,900. Nice. Well, it doesn't look a day over 2,000. Uh, that's the FTR 1200S. And that's like what we're saying is it has a riding position that is not a traditional American cruiser. It's oh, no. upright. I this mean, is very... Uh, dude, this is a flat tracker very metro. that you can drive. I think this yeah. is metro. No, it's metro hard. Brown seat. Yeah, brown metro. seat. Yeah, that's totally metro. Yeah, yeah. It's gray canvas bag. No, no, that brown. shit knows... How much it like? How much like? How light it wants its latte caramel macchiato to be? Yes. Yeah. It knows. Yeah. It's very yeah. detailed. That's exactly it. Right. It's not gay, but it's played around a little bit. Yeah. I didn't say gay. I said metro. I said metro. Exactly. Totally not Camaro. But when you when you actually go over to the tracker, the tracker does look the business. I mean, if I'm going to have one of these sitting around here, I probably should buy the tour, but I'm probably going to buy the tracker because the tracker's who I want to be. The tour is probably who I am. But Let's be ever, honest. I got a PC eight hundred, so fuck it. Yeah. yeah. If you see it on it, actually the the pegs they have the same situation as last year. The pegs feel too far back. Oh, they do. Your your, your legs are kind of squinty and just kind of. So it, it does. The seating position feels right with your arms length to the bar. Right. But your legs. The pegs, your, your pegs want to be still. Yeah. Three inches forward. Yes. Four inches forward. Same All right. thing that they, they were doing with the scout. Last with the scout. Yeah, with yeah. the scout. Yeah. With Chris Smith on it, looks like a monkey. Oh, he does, yeah. Well, Chris, <laughs> Chris, Chris Smith. he's got a monkey yeah. shirt on. Holding on to things. Oh, oh yeah, he's, yeah, he's definitely it. So I think, uh, I, unless anybody else got anything else amazing in the Indian booth, wait a second, I think the rally has an actual real analog speedometer. Oh, Jesus Christ, Chris Smith is taking pictures with random people. Look, women. Yeah, just like, oh, my God. Yeah. All right. So this one does. So it turns out the rally, the rally is truly the down market. I don't have my glasses on. Can somebody tell me if there's an MSRP on this bike? Yeah. Uh, Thirteen four ninety nine. Thirteen four ninety nine. They borrowed the speedometer from the Sim Simba. I think they did. Yeah. That is truly an speedometer. That is nothing technology. There is no at all technology in that speedometer. Oh, is there a USB charger next to it? Yeah, look at that. Plug your phone in there, sir. So we don't know what's going to happen here, though. There might be something on this little screen. Yeah, it could. It could give you. Uh, it could be a Takamichi. Or yeah, yeah. You got to feed it, or it dies. The bike just dies. Um, but yeah, that. There is a cruise control button on the rally, which is clearly the down Martin down market version of the bike. The red, white, and blue uh, Don't Call Me Evil Knievel paint scheme with the nice metallic. It's pretty cool. Brown leather seat to satisfy our... CB500 fans. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yes, and, of course, you can't display a bike here unless it's got a uh, at least $2,000 worth of Acropovic exhaust on it. Yeah. So, yeah, kind of cool. It's got spooky dokes. They do have the silencer. They do have the yeah. noise reducers in them. So. Oh, yeah, they have the DBA killers in them, the DB killers. That kills about one DB. Did you guys notice the uh, dipstick on the side? And I should say dipstick, but what I should say is oil filler valve and triangular-shaped sight glass. I think a triangular, a triangular sight glass is kind of sexy. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. I approve. Yeah, that's neat. Yeah, that's... right up, buddy. No, no, it's... Uh, 
that, that goes. You can control the dash. The screen on the dash is controlled. So it has a mode so, button. Yeah. So this is like your high beam flasher, but right. then that's like your mode. Your button. mode button so, yeah, on the side, yeah. and it does have cruise. Yes, absolutely. That's really cool. Yeah. So having Great. a bike that has analog display but still has cruise control on is the rally basically your entry model of the of the FTR family. So essentially, way the easiest way to put it is this rally is more of an accessories package. Okay. And that's what we would classify it as. This is considered our base model FTR. And the okay. main difference is going to be the display the itself. The display, yeah. The ride command display will unlock a lot more features in the bike, right. including like your track mode. You can turn off your ABS and traction right. control, exactly. full vehicle diagnostics, but you can also link your phone to it so you can read text messages. Um, you can Bluetooth it to a right. headset. You know, do all the great stuff that you want to do on there. So on this, the base model, this, what is it cycling through on So here? basically it's just going to cycle through the basic menu that you okay. have on here. Like okay. Odometer, trip meter, yeah, yeah. typical okay. stuff like right. that. So right. it's just going to be the more basic, so to say. What's the price gap between the Rally, which comes with the analog display, and getting into a TFT or Bluetooth display on your next up, like a Sport? <laughs> so the most basic way that I put it is you're going to be pay about $13,500 to get in the base model. Right. To get into the S model, it's going to be about fifteen and a half. Okay, all right. So there's not a large gap between no, the two. It's not. That's two thousand no. dollars, and your display system's probably worth at least a grand of that. Exactly. Yeah. The other thing is that we have fully adjustable suspension right. on the S. Where this isn't fully adjustable, right. it still is adjustable. It's preload adjustable, yeah. but it's not going to be right. Between me and you, I mean, I'm not a good enough rider to actually notice the difference between the two and actually adjust the settings. But your daily thing. driver is going to love this setup. The rally mode is going to be for your daily driver kind of cat. Does yeah. the TFT uh, display have a camera that can take a selfie of you while you're riding? Uh, I wish. I wish. I wish. I mean, Not yet. Still got to hang that arm Still up in the air, TV. baby. Yeah. Got to right. hang that arm up in the air. Uh, so when we're looking, so for the people that we're going to be talking to about this bike, because we really love it. I mean, as far as we're concerned, we gave a lot of love to the Scout last year, but now yeah. we're coming in with the FTR. The FTR is kicking the door down. There's 12 booths here that have your bike in it right. that aren't your booth. Right. How cool is that? It's incredible. It's incredible. And so there's so much custom that's being done to this platform. Uh, oh, absolutely. It's really a neat a, a neat machine for the guy who gets in who wants something different that they can build out. And that's an excellent platform for it. It's we, really, we really love cool. It. And, and we're catering to a different market as yes. well, but we're realizing that everybody loves this bike. Whether you're so. six years old right. or 66, yeah. it's still appealing. It's a home everybody. run bike. Uh, yeah. We think so yeah. as well, and we're excited. Um, the other thing is we took a lot of learning lessons from the Scout. So mm-hmm. um, expanding our accessory platform for this bike right away, we thought, hey, that's going to be a great idea. Let's let people order the bike that they want and make it. And now do you offer the bike out? Is what four channels, four different styles. You got a rally, you've got a sport, you've got a tour, uh, yep, and you got a tracker. Yes, so, so you got about four different four different channels already. Yeah, yeah, and you can change in between of what you want to do as right. well. There's some other options that are pretty great. That's not part of the rally package, so to say. So our air cleaner, like right here, right. you can just change out the color of your tank yourself for a much cheaper price. Oh yeah, to change. Don't even try to paint it. Right, yeah. right. So there's some great things that we're doing there as well. That's super cool. Well, right. thanks for taking your time, Absolutely, Steve. Absolutely, my friend. Uh, Cleveland Moto, we're glad you walked up because we know that sometimes people in the booth can be a little scary of a uh, $12 microphone. Hey, right, right. <laughs> Not afraid of that yet. All right, so, thanks, Steven. Cheers. All right, there we go. And you can hear by the sound of the announcer behind me that we are being kindly invited to exit the show. Tomorrow we're going to come back. We're going to hit a few more booths and check it out. Uh, today we've given you at least one-third of a podcast. So tomorrow we'll come back and wrap it up. Uh, you guys, if you are listening, we're not going to drop them. Uh, we're going to put them all together at one time. So I'll probably drop this out on Monday. Uh, when you do hear this, 
there's still three or four shows left in the Motorcycle Show series. So check their website. Find out if there's one coming to your town. Swing by, check it out, man. You might learn a thing or two if you're not Both careful. BMW and KTM and... Boy, that's the elephant not in the room. So what we didn't say is right now surrounding us is no BMW, no KTM, and no Ducati. So the KTM is only here because of Johnny K's happened to bring some. So they brought a handful of KTMs on their own dime. I think Pete's swinging from that rafter over there. I do see him. He's hanging. He's hanging by one arm. God love him. All right, guys. Thanks. Remember to ride fast and take chances.